Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 88, Chelsea Nettleton. Now, I've had the privilege of coaching Chelsea for almost six months, and in this time, I've seen her grow into an amazing songwriter, a budding producer, really taking control of what she wants, her direction, her career. Now, here's the thing. It's not because the circumstances were perfect and that everything has aligned to work for her. If anything, in this episode, she talks about how there's so many reasons that were the opposite, that she should probably, you know, chill, not do this. People would understand, but she has determination. She has this grit of just persevering, going, and just like kicking ass. That's why I wanted her on. And there's this phrase that uh, I say a lot, and she jokes about too, do it again. She has embraced this idea of constant growth, do it again, write better songs, write better choruses. And I want you to hear her story, her thoughts on how do you take that action no matter what scenario you're in. So if you're someone that's been stifled in your creativity, your songwriting, and you're feeling like, man, I don't know if this is the right time. I'm waiting for these perfect circumstances. I want you to pause. I want you to listen to this episode. This episode is for you. So we're going to dive into it. Episode number 88 with Chelsea Nettleton. The reason I wanted you on was for several reasons, because your energy is infectious. Even when oh, you feel like, you know, when we have sessions and you're like, you're like, I don't know if I, you're always just like you're boom out of the gate. Like you've got that energy. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Even when I'm like, oh, my week yeah. was hell. <laughs> and I'm giggling anyways. <laughs> well, especially in this episode, you know, I do talk about coaching and I'm like, coaching is important. And, you know, you should do this. <laughs> but it's like to hear from someone that's in the nitty gritty of doing it yeah that's in the yeah. thing they're applying it that you know i meet with them weekly especially the idea of I, you know i say this phrase a lot like you know do it again meaning cool once you've done it <laughs> that's great repeat the mm -hmm. process learn from it and do it again but mm -hmm. do it again you know when people hear that they're like well they have every day you wake up and you make a conscious choice of either you can create something you can work on your craft or Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to, you know, guilt people like you can just there's there's <laughs> more excuses not to do than actually to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's 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 a story of life. A lot of times <laughs> just for, you know, I can I can riff on that. But I'm curious, why do you think that is sometimes? Boy, gosh, where do I start? <laughs> um, well, you know, I mean, I think I think a lot of us, even if we don't want to admit it, we're we're lazy by nature because, you know, our bodies are built that way. Like we're actually built, you know, kind mm -hmm. of in that um, survival mode. So we adapt really quickly, you know, so our bodies like the easiest way to do something is the way our bodies are built. So if our bodies like don't have to do something, they're not going to do it. And I think our minds go that way, too. You know, so like the easier things are to do, we're going to we're going to do things that way. So if you if you don't have to do something, you're not going to do it. You know, so if you have to put the effort into something, that's that's our body having to work, having to do something, you know, and so that's why it's just easier to to just not <laughs> let alone everything else that life is pulling us to do. <laughs> you know so well, i mean well, yeah there's so many circumstances around there just being like oh there's no reason to do it today you can do it tomorrow or the the, right. the excuse i hear a lot is i'll wait when things become a little bit easier yes when things clear up and yes. my time frees up that's the thing when i have more time and i i used to be one of those people yeah i and that's where that's where i, I find it interesting as to where i am now because i just kind of got sick of myself telling myself oh well when the time's right or when you know when i've got the right studio space or when i've got you know money to buy this or that you know whether it's money space the right people around me the right this or that you know i mean there's so many things that we can say oh well when i have this or that 
then I can do it. If you keep doing that, I mean, I did that for years. And I was like, I just, I got personally, I just got kind of sick of it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> knock it off. It's easy to look at those things because like you could be like, oh, the answer is a, a plug in. And once I get that plug in, it'll yep. be a thing. Oh, once I meet the right co-writer, I, I'll start to really dig into that. Once I get the perfect space that is treated properly sound wise, right. I'll be really <laughs> able to dig. Once I get, yep. there's never going to be a point where things are perfect. Yep. Yep. I mean, I moved, I moved to Nashville. Well, I moved in and around <laughs> Nashville three different times because I thought, well, if, if I, if I move to Nashville, if I move to Music City, then that's, that's when music's going to happen. Guess what? It didn't happen. <laughs> like, you know, and that's, <laughs> so I'm in Music City and music's not happening, you know, and I think, I think actually that once I got over the, oh, well, I moved to, moved to Music City and Music didn't happen, so I guess it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Once I got over, you know, my pity party, that's when I realized I'm like, oh, okay, ooh, yeah. Once I once I got over the pity party, and I realized, okay, well, being in Music City obviously wasn't wasn't it. I got to figure out a way to make this work because yeah. it's I can't. No matter how much I try, I cannot get away from music. Like it it won't leave me alone. Like I have literally tried to put this on a shelf, shove it to the back, you know. But then I'm out walking somewhere and, and, a, and a, you know, lyrics will hit me and I'll I'm like, no, I'm not writing those down. No, I'm not doing it. You know, and then I'm like, more lyrics will come after that. And I'm like, dang it, I have to write these down. I'm going to be mad if I don't, you know, and then a melody will hit me. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I'd be curious to dive into that because you said once I get over that pity party, I feel like some <laughs> folks it's hard to because it's. You know, living in that space sometimes feels kind of good, but also a little, it's kind of that, <laughs> I don't know, that self <laughs> It's just like this weird oh, little yeah. space of like, because it's like, oh, everything's against us. And if only, and yep. it's just like, oh, 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 I felt that too. But what was that space that allowed you to cross that bridge, especially for someone that's like, I want to get there, but man, I'm still in this, this zone. Like psychology fascinates me, right? So there's like there's this thing called a victim mentality, and you know usually you associate that with relationships and you know things like that. I actually started realizing I had that with music and passions and things like that, and I started noticing it with other people. I was like, wow, they kind of have a victim mentality with they're not pursuing this, that, or the other because you know they're treating it like, oh, well, this I couldn't do this. And therefore, I can't do my, you know, my passionate, my love, my sport, my this or that. And then I was like, oh, look at those, those, you know, I'm pointing at other people. Look at those three fingers pointing back at me. And I was realized I was doing it with music where, you know, I tried to tried to move to Nashville, tried to move to Music City, you know, and it just for numerous reasons just didn't work out. I wasn't in the right headspace. I had a lot of different things going on. And I realized I had the victim mentality. I was letting myself have that victim mentality when it came to music because I was going, oh, well, I tried to move to Nashville and it just didn't work for me. And, oh, I guess music's just not supposed to be my thing. I, I auditioned for American Idol and, oh, I didn't make it. And, oh, woe is me. You know, I, I'm trying. I really am. When in reality, I just was, you know, doing kind of the bare minimum and it was almost like I was giving myself excuses as to why I wasn't making it and almost like giving myself a reason to say, oh, well, I'm just not supposed to do music because I didn't want to do the hard stuff. I didn't want to put in the effort. I didn't because it was scary because if I actually put in the work and actually tried and then, you know, like it's scary. You know, when you actually put in the effort and you actually put in the time, what happens if you actually succeed? I realized that victim mentality kept me from seeing what I could actually do, like what actually might be possible. And I was actually more terrified of success than I was of failing. Failure was comfortable. Failure wasn't <laughs> scary. Failure was known. And I, and actually I, I hate the word, I hate the connotation that failure gets. I think failure is actually a really good thing, but that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> but, you know, I, I realized I was more afraid of success because 
when you put the effort in, like something's going to happen, even if you don't, let's say you don't become, you know, I don't become a well-known artist, but let's say I find other students that I'm like, Ooh, I can hear, I can hear their talent. And maybe I learn the skills that I then help develop them. Something's going to come out of the effort that I'm putting into this. I'm going to find what I'm good at, you know, but that was terrifying. And I'm like really diving deep, you know? (laughs) There's a lot in that whole that whole thing that you just said that I just want to dive right. into because there's a Do there's it. a ton. The the first thing is you're right. Sometimes failure we stay in failure because it's what's known and it's right. really comfortable because if we step out of that and let's say we succeed, we're worried that it's not going to be consistent, that it's going right. to be this one time high and then we fall and then we're back and right. that that feeling how are we going to deal with we haven't even stepped into it, but we're already creating these different scenarios of, oh, you will get success, but then it's going to fall and it won't be consistent. Right. So just stay where you are. That's right. the first thing I think about where I'm like, oh, man, that's heavy. Even even though you may not like it, you stay there because it's known. And it's like, yeah, I'd rather deal with the devil that I know instead of the devil that I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and then looking at others around you and seeing that you're mirroring a lot of what they do and that they're, you know, if they're like, well, you know, I would have been a great football captain, but if the coach had put, what was it? I think it's, uh, I think it's Napoleon Dynamite, my favorite scene, Uncle Rico sitting there. <laughs> yeah. If coach would have put me in, we would have gone to champions. If we would have gotten champions. <laughs> I would have been gone pro. I'd be in a, I'm, I'd be, a, I'd be in a millionaires. I'd be in my mansion, my hot tub, soaking it up with my soulmate. that's that's what it's funny because like yep i think because people love to to do the sort of kind of like sad little violin of everything was against (laughs) me and if only but really what you said and i think that takes a a very big honest look of like you know i thought i was trying but i was doing the bare minimum yeah and that to me is a shift in your mind of being like, you know, I've been saying these things that I'm giving in my all, but like I kind of, I'm not really applying into the things that are necessary. I'm applying yeah. into the things that I think are, but they're not moving the needle. And so yeah. I need to rethink this and just yeah. not, you know, if you don't do it, okay. Does it still bother you? Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Then what do we need to do? So after all of those scenarios of you, realizing this and trying to make those shifts, which for some, it's a pendulum shift from one side to the other. It's hard to get there. How did you incrementally move to then slowly moving into that route of like, then being consistent with creativity and and embracing that and seeing that change. You know, I, I actually, so I actually did have to kind of set music aside, but it was no longer like the pity party. It was no longer the, oh, woe is me. I, you know, music just isn't going to happen for me, blah, blah, blah. It was, I I purposely had to, had to kind of make a choice and be like, okay, I'm setting music aside in that this is not something that's not in my life anymore. This is just a, I have to focus on my mental um, and my headspace. And so I actually, I mean, I've, I've done counseling mm-hmm. before, but I had to, I, I had a new kind of new focus on it. And I had to work through that victim mentality because because it was in my music you know I knew it was in other areas of my life I mean it was in my relationships you know so I had to take a really deep dive into my into my headspace in general just in my life I mean it's not that I like put music on a shelf I mean I definitely wrote about it but I just wasn't thinking about music from any other standpoint other than you know kind of a therapeutic I was just anything that came to mind I'd write it down but otherwise it was just you know journaling and, you know, therapy kind of thing. So there was a big deep dive, you know, probably a year and a half, maybe two years um, after, actually after my husband and I were able to move out um, to Colorado to be back near my family. So we took a a physical shift, literally, um, you know, to be back near family, near where it was, you know, a, a comfortable, safe place. And then, you know, did some counseling, you know, for me. And that that shifted everything because it was like, basically, I just realized I was like, not only did I have that victim mentality, but I had that thought of, I'm not worth it, you know, and then I don't have anything to offer. And, you know, and 
when you realize that that's where you're stuck, you know, and that's why you, you're not pursuing the things that you're, you know, that you, that you feel are like for me, I feel like my music is God given talents. Like again, whatever they may be, yeah. you know, they may be, you know, working with other people to develop their talents, or it might be that I get to do, you know, maybe, maybe my music will go somewhere someday. I don't know, you know, but that's what I'm exploring. But I, I know that I'm supposed to do something with it, you know, but until I really figured out that I am worthy and that I have something to offer people, my music, I realized for so long that my music, I was looking at it as, oh, please tell me that I'm good enough. Like, please listen to my stuff and listen to my voice and tell me, tell me that I'm worth something. And I realized I'm like, no, that's not what I want anymore. Like, I want to offer my music and whatever I have to give. I want to be able to give that now. I want it to be something that people listen to and go, oh, man, that really hits me like in my heart. And like, oh, that that makes me, you know, whatever it may be, you know, helps them encourage them, helps them get through their day. You know, I don't want it to be about me anymore. And I and I genuinely mean that now. I used to say that, but it was hard to really believe it until I like went through the the hard stuff you know so that's really what shifted it was working on my own head <laughs> so and i giggle about it cuz it's you know it's it's hard i mean it's like when i giggle about it it's that's my way of kind of you know it's like that nervous laughter kind of where it's like it was deep it was mm -hmm. intense there was a lot of tears it's yeah it was good though it was good and i can giggle now on the other side of it <laughs> If that makes any sense. <laughs> well, just that that shift, that moving from I don't feel I'm worth it to like, oh, no, I'm absolutely worth it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm absolutely worth diving in and creating things because it matters, because mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, this is what I should be doing. And, you know, who knows, like this might and that sort of freeing to attitude of if it happens to be that my songs go here. Awesome. If it happens to be that I can help someone. Amazing. You were open to the idea of where it would go instead of being this way. And if it doesn't go this way, right. then it's a failure. <laughs> and then everything. Right. And some people are very focused. You know, for me, it was always like, oh, my band, we have to get signed. We got to get right. signed. If we don't get signed, then that means we. I failed at music. Right. And I can't do music. Right. And I can't. No. <laughs> Right. And that was me no. too. Like as an artist. Yeah, exactly. That was me yeah. for a long time. It's like, oh, I'm not successful because I'm not a signed artist. And I'm like, thank God I never became a signed artist. <laughs> like truly now I look at that I'm and I'm so like, glad oh my too. gosh. From what I've learned since then and what I've heard, like the some of the horror stories, I mean, some there's some of it's fine, you know, but oh my gosh. Like, I'm so glad I didn't go that route. I would have ended my music career probably way sooner had that happened. Exactly. You know, you I don't want to assume things, now. but right. I would have <laughs> I would have missed out on tons of things and tons of experiences right. that were informed in the path that I took. Right. And if you really get the thing that you want, I don't think that's it's sometimes it's like, oh man, I'm so glad I I think it's a very mature right. because then you step into the things right. that you do want to do and you suddenly right. see that, I don't know, like, you know, before you saw the trees and the tree and now you see the whole forest and you're like, Oh man, you're I'm like, so glad I didn't way get better. that. Because now I actually see the bigger <laughs> picture. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. I can totally relate to that. That's exactly how I feel too. What I love about how you've grown as a songwriter is you've also embraced production which i think is a big hurdle yes. for a lot oh of man <laughs> there's this thing there's just like this like when you mention the idea of hey could you create a little work tape for a death and people just instinctively go like because <laughs> uh. where do you start where do you right. start right how did you tackle that boy you know it's funny because um I've been working, I've been quote unquote working in logic for good Lord, 15, 20 years, however long it's been. I don't even know how long it's been mm -hmm. around, but like technically I've been working on it as kind of as long as I've been trying to quote unquote pursue music. I promise I will try not to quote too mm -hmm. much in this podcast, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, you could do, you could do as many little quote unquote, quote, unquote. Know, quote unquote. they're like rabbit ears to me. They're just kind of like. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, you know, but I, 
the reason I do the quotes is because working in it, as in I've had logic for, you know, however long, you know, 15, 20 years. <laughs> working in it is a different story because I used to think probably as a lot of people do that that was the final you know you don't use logic you don't use a DAW whatever you know you don't and I didn't know what DAW stood for for like maybe up until about six months ago um you know what is it digital audio workstation I think <laughs> you know whatever you record your music yep, in. that's it so I use I use logic and I didn't know uh, up until six months ago that you it's not just what you use, you know, to record the final, which was always super intimidating because I was like, oh, gosh. OK, so then I have to have everything practiced and perfect and honed. So I wouldn't really touch it. I mean, I would I would think about using it when I was like, OK, I think I've got this song almost ready, kind of. But then I have to play the guitar and I have to I have to play the the guitar all the way through. I can't screw up. I have to do the vocals all the way through. I can't screw up. And then I wouldn't do it, you know, because it's like, oh, gosh. And then I'd get super intimidated and I, you know, get overwhelmed and then I wouldn't want to do it, you know, because it was just tiring. And then I wouldn't, you know, enjoy the process. And I thought, well, shoot, maybe I'm not supposed to do music because I'm not enjoying the process, you know. OK, you know, and so this was my this has been my experience over the past, you know, couple years as I've had logic. And then when I started working with you, you totally flipped it on its head. And I was like wait, what? <laughs> like, so when, when I first started working with you, it was amazing. And when you said, I, and I, and I can't exactly, I don't remember how you worded it, but you, but what I heard was this is not the final, this, you don't use logic or DAW, your DAW, you don't use it for the final process. Use this as your songwriting companion. And I was like, um, mm -hmm. wait, what can you wait? Can you, one more time <laughs> you know like yeah. can you can you expand on that sir <laughs> i because i like the mm -hmm. way that sounds <laughs> you know and and basically what you had kind of explained to me was you know this is your this is your friend this is not the enemy which is kind of what it had become in my head only because it was so daunting to me at the time you know and so you the way you had explained it and kind of walked me through it was you know this is your this is your buddy. Like, this is your friend because, you know, you have an idea, you've got a melody. Cool. Get it down. Record it right that moment. You know, if you have an idea for the tempo, great, get it down. You know, and then you start doing, you know, you've got maybe a guitar, you know, a lick, even just a little bit of it, you know, get it down. Great. And the, and the more that you do that, you know, the, the quicker it's going to come for one thing. But then all of a sudden, you know, you get, you know, your first first down. Or you get your chorus down, you know, whichever comes first, you know, and everybody's different. I mean, I've heard people say, oh, always start with the chorus, but everybody's different, you know. And so all of a sudden, you know, I send you my first song and we work on it that first week. And it took me, you know, took me quite a while. I mean, I had the basics down of logic before you and I met because I had slowly been working in it, you know, learning some of the basic tools or, you know, the different tools in there. But when you flipped it on its head and we're like, no, start using it now, you know. Don't worry about plugins. Don't worry about anything else. Just use anything that's in logic, you know, and I listened to you. I was, yeah. a, I was a good, I was a good student <laughs> and I listened to you and I, and I used it only what, you know, only what logic had, you know, and I didn't even do anything fancy with anything except for, I always, I always like to put effects on my voice when I'm singing. Cause it's just makes it fun. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that, that like, <laughs> to to quote Aladdin, a whole new world, you know, like that opened up <laughs> my world, you know, <laughs> and it was like, and it was like, from that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, how have I not known about this to this point? So that like, even just from like day one, that just like blew my world open. And suddenly I felt like logic. It was like, oh, I get to go sit down at my computer and like play with my, okay, that sounds inappropriate. I get to play with my friend logic. No, I get to sit down and, hmm, how do I word this properly? I get to sit down and, um, I mean, you get the point, you know, <laughs> but it was just awesome. It was I so get the, what I awesome. So you are a fantastic, it does more that even better. I like you are an amazing student because you've also grown into amazing so an amazing songwriter because 
You're Thank not you. looking for it to be perfect. You're willing to use this as a tool to grow. You're willing to not be held back by like, hey, won't we try this? Cool, let's try this. Cool, let's do it. Cool. You take the suggestions that I give and yeah. you apply it because through application, you actually start to see like, okay, this works. Oh, yeah. This isn't for me. I like this. Don't like it here. Oh, maybe I'll change it. But you got much quicker because, yeah, that first song, oh, yeah. it takes a while because that, yeah. that machine gets going. And then, mm-hmm. of course, I would tell you, that's great. Do another one. Do it again. <laughs> Do another one. I love Do it. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> but what I love even more is every week there would be something new, despite yeah. what your week may have looked like. Despite what was going on, despite things. And I think this is the myth that I want to kill is people always think that more time is always going to be the solution. Right. I don't think it is. Yeah. And I I am an absolute testament of that. So anybody listening to this that thinks that that's the case. Okay. So the last six months, I won't go into details because that'll just bore y'all. But um, the last six months have been the most intense and busy and just insane six months probably of my life you know and of course these are the last like six months that I decided you know were the time to start working with Mike and literally from like (laughs) maybe like the third week working with him just my life just kind of exploded with you know and not not all bad stuff just just random stuff and it was like you know but I was like but that was what was cool about him teaching me that you know this is this is your like the logic is your friend you know, this was actually, oh, good. Okay. In the midst of the chaos, I was like, I'm going to go sit down at my, at my desk in my, in my little, you know, patchwork studio and I'm going to use my DAW and I'm going to get this out. And, and I'm excited to release some of these songs that I've been working up, you know, working on during this process, because you guys, anybody that's listening to this podcast will kind of hear then the progression of (laughs) some of the songs will make sense then because of, you know, (laughs) what's been going on in these six months, you know, and kind of that cinematic process. But if I didn't have time (laughs) and I made it, y'all are fine. (laughs) What I'm so proud about is how you just stayed with, like, as you said, there was so much going on. Yeah. And this is where I was like, this makes me feel even more confident. Like when our time ends, I'm not worried. Like, I wonder if you'll keep it up. It's like, no, if you showed up for yourself, even in the midst of so many things saying like, oh, people would understand if you just didn't do it right now. Who would? But you did. When you, you know, when you have even more time, you're going to use it even better. Like you're going to get even more done. You're going to move fast because you just, you use the time that you had. And I feel every yeah. time that somebody like, you know, applies for coaching, they're just like, I'd love to do it. But right now my time is, I'm like, right. I don't even think that, <laughs> that you know, that's always yep. a sign for me already that I don't think they're yep. ready for coaching because they think more time is going to be the solution. It's yep, like, actually, exactly. no, I'd rather you just have like this little bit of time and just make it super focused. And that's why you were, you are still so awesome with it because you don't overload your demos. You, you add what's necessary to get the vibe and the feel. So when I listen to it, I'm like, ah, so that we can then go from there. I, that to me is much more valuable in our time together. That was so encouraging too. Cause like when you go to listen to something and you're like, okay, okay, I know what you're trying to do here. I hear this. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. I hear this. And it was so encouraging because it was just very simple. Like I had, you know, usually a piano part. I had my vocals and I would put down anything that I heard, like, but I wouldn't after, I mean, I think at first I I was like, Ooh, cause I was, you know, I was of course nervous. Cause I'm like, you're this big songwriter guy, you know, and you know, wanted to like show you what I could do. You know, so at first I was like trying to add stuff in, but then I kept it really basic. And it was so funny because the more basic I kept it, actually, the more you could hear where you're like, oh, I totally hear where you're going with this. And here's where here's where when you build this out, you know, this is one of your this is going to be one on your you know list. And that was so cool because I was like, yes, yes, that's exactly it. Like, oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> and it felt so, so cool. You know, for me, yeah, it was easier to find where you were going because 
you get you added just the core elements that were important to convey the idea that allowed me to go like ah i know where this is going because our goal from the start was five songs i want you to have five songs that have been refined yeah, and so that means we're going to have to dig in. You're going to have to write a lot. You're going to have to get uncovered. There are moments where I'll be like, ah, oh, it's not a bad chorus. Maybe you should do that again <laughs> and do it again. Uh, and you'll write, you'll write another course. Yeah. Or take, yeah. <laughs> or do it again. But you did. And it, and it was so funny because at first in my head, I was like, I don't, I don't believe you. And you know, that I'll be, that I'll be able to write again. And sure enough, I did. <laughs> I was like, oh my oh. gosh. He was right. <laughs> Why do you think that you had that thought like, oh, I might be out of songs? Well, because that's that had been the case up to this point, you know, and that was one of the reasons that I really wanted to do coaching with you because that had been what I thought was my experience up to this point. But I think that's because of how I was approaching songwriting at the time. Maybe it was because I was looking at the way, you know, other people did <laughs> songwriting. Maybe I just hadn't found my style yet, you know, and my the way that my brain works. And I think that was what was so cool when you unlocked logic for me, so to speak, you know, using a DAW. Like, I think that unlocked the way that my brain, because my I, I have like a, I mean, I know that they, they're science out there says there's, you know, kind of that myth now that there's a right and left brain. But going to that, you know, using that kind of that right and left, you know, the logic versus the creative, like I have basically kind of a even a 50-50. You know, I'm not like a 100% creative and no logic. Like I have very very even left and right. So I think I think my brain really likes the fact that we can we can be a little bit organized by using logic. Okay, so that's getting confusing. So the the logic brain and then, you know, using logic the software. <laughs> you know, but being able to be organized and then being able cuz I really I really struggled when I would try to write a song and I could hear things, but I didn't know how to get them out, you know, in my head whether it was a melody line or or if I heard a sound I didn't know how to like write that down though on the paper if I'm just like journaling a song and I, you know, and then it would fly out of my head faster than anything. So when you started teaching me how to use the DAW, I mean, at minimum, which is, which was one of my favorite things was then to send you the little track recording when I was like, okay, I, I'm still learning how to do drums. So I would just do a, a drum track literally that was vocals when I was like, you know, and I would, have so much fun sending you those tracks to be like, Mike, how do I do drums like this? But I love that. I love drum noises like that, that are just like, or just like a swell or something. And you understood. But that made it easier for me. Yeah. And I think I even did it the other day where I was like, how do I do this like vocal rising? It made it easier for me when you were just like, you know, and so I think just having those tools. And I think that's what really opened up songwriting was being able to have those tools, again, at minimum of at least being able to do an audio track of I have no idea what this sound is, but here's what it sounds like. I don't know what which instrument this is or how to do it, but I want to make it sound like this. And then, you you know, being able to get that down on audio, at least get the idea down. And that made my brain so happy. And then that opened up a lot of stuff from there. So I think that's really what kind of opened things up for me. Hey, it's Mike. I'm jumping in the middle of this episode to remind you that if you've been listening to this podcast, you've been enjoying these episodes weekly, but you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, can you do that right now? Especially if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts. You just need to scroll down. You can leave us a five-star review, talk about your favorite episode. And if you want to go over and above, share this with a songwriting friend. Post this on your favorite social media platform. Share this knowledge. We do our best to bring awareness to the podcast, but every little bit helps. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this episode with a friend. All right, let's dive back into the episode. I think especially for people recording, they always get overwhelmed that they don't know. They're not going to know it. But really, it's like what was cool, you know, when we're working on like a song that you have, 
I'm always like, oh, the part is perfect. Like, this is what the part should be. Let's just change the sound and do this. And it kind of reiterates, oh, the thing that was in your head, that was it. You, you're you on the mark. Like, you're on the right track. Yeah. You're not off. You're not veering off into the wrong direction going over. It's like, no, that was perfect. Now let's just do this. And now you're going to be like, oh, every time that I want this, I go here, here, here. Now we've got another little process, another little system that's going to be part of Chelsea's process. That's going to exactly. be part of her thing. And exactly. what's been so cool is to see you develop a system and a process that works for you. And I think that's the thing about, you know, people assume with coaching is I just go in and I go like, do this, you do this now, do this. But it's trying to find out what works best for you and what's the most efficient and what gets you the end result that you like and also too can continue doing that it's not like a one-off that it's not just like a couple of times and like oh nope but then here's what you have to do to maintain consistency exactly well and you know one of the other things that that you taught me that made it made song like songwriting in general just feel so much less daunting and i think it took me a couple of songs for me to to realize this that that this is what you were telling me but you said um you know work on your verse and chorus and just send, you know, just send that over. And then we'd go through that and you're like, okay, great. Look, look at what you have. You basically have a song. You just need to write your second verse and your in your song, you know, you've got your song. Cause then you add, you know, you build up your second chorus, blah, blah, blah. But you're basically done with this song. And I was like, oh, oh dang. You know, like you're right. You know, <laughs> rather than looking at it as I've got to write a whole song, yeah. it's like, okay, you write, focus, you know, write your chorus and write your verse. And you're like three quarters of the way there, really, because then you can play around with the bridge depending on what it needs or if it even needs a bridge, you know. And that just kind of blew my mind because then it, then it made it a lot less daunting. And it was like, okay, now I can figure out what does this song really need at this point, you know. And I was like, this is, oh. I can do this, <laughs> like, you know, but breaking it down into those pieces is really good for my brain anyways. That was so helpful. What makes me feel even better is when you're just excited about the thing that you're working on. Oh man. Yeah. When I, I like logging on and the person that's on the other is it just can't wait to like walk through this yeah. <laughs> because they're so excited because they know whatever information they're going to get in this session, how we're going to walk through is going to get them to the next step that they can use and that they're going to run and they're going to apply it, that they're just ready to just because they're so excited about this because they feel like they reached another level and that this session is going to get them over here and then over here. And it's just this residual climb climb <laughs> climb yes further to and getting them to where they want to be that's the whole goal exactly yeah and that was that was so fun and especially when it was like okay I'm, I'm trying to learn how to do you know drums and for whatever you know since that's not my instrument like my instrument mm -hmm. you know my number one is guitar and then I do piano a little bit you know but but drums just still kind of baffle me you know so working through those and and realize that was another thing too that that really helped was realizing that like just because drums are not my strong suit doesn't mean I can't complete a full song, <laughs> you know, um, realizing that I like there are ways, you know, besides collaborating with other people, you know, for now, while I while I'm learning and meeting people, I can still do like some really cool stuff. You know, I just have to learn to use the tools at my disposal, you know, and I, and there are still some, you know, obviously instrumentation to learn, but there's stuff. I'm not stuck. I'm not, I'm not dependent on so freeing, you know, learning that it's like, I can do, I, there's so much stuff I, was, I can do. I was just going to say that. I was going to say it, it feels freeing to watch that because I can see the change too. Yeah. That, you know, in your view of songwriting and your view of the, Oh, my, everything that I need is like up here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find what unlocks it. You know, sometimes it's going to be a part. Sometimes it's going to be a sound. Sometimes it's going to be a pattern, but I don't have to freak out about the next song. I know whatever it needs is right in my brain because I've listened to a whole lot of music. Yeah. I know what I want to do. I just need to figure out what is the door I need to unlock yes. and what are the sounds and what are the things that are just going to help me get that idea out. Yes. Easily. 
So true. Yeah. And that's a good point too. Cause you know, with, with doing, um, you know, active listening and, you know, listening to the same song. I mean, I probably listened to the, this one song for, for my, this last song that I've been working on. I probably listened to my reference song in the car. I think I listened to, I mean, I had like a 30 minute round trip, you know, and I probably listened to the same song the whole time specifically for the drums and also the dynamics, you know, the build of the song, because it was almost exactly the the idea that I was going for, you know, and I was really trying to hone that in. And, it, you know, and it was so helpful, you know, but it was so fun because it was like, you know, listening to it, not going, oh, I could never do that. It was going, okay, so she does this. Well, I wasn't closing. You guys can't see me because it's podcast. I'm closing my eyes at the moment. I was not closing my <laughs> eyes while I was driving, just so you know. But, you know, but really listening to, okay, this one detail, you know, I'm listening to this one part of the, okay, so she goes up here. Okay. Well, it was, it was, a, it was a female singer. I don't know who was doing the drums, <laughs> you know, but listening for this one specific part, one specific part, listening to this again, you know, I mean, that is so incredibly helpful. It It is very valuable having a reference track. And that's the other thing that, you know, Mike has taught me, like, listen to other music. <laughs> with a very specific purpose in mind (laughs) there's lots of things that make me happy when i when i hear you say that but like i've experienced that when i drive and i'm listening to the same song like a bazillion times the same song because i'm listening to a different aspect another Uh thing and when i hear someone say like i've been driving i've been listening to the same song because they're analyzing it that makes me really excited because i'm like you get it Yep. You get it. There's so many different ways of looking at that song and absorbing yeah. that song and really doing that song justice because like you're really going to understand it, not just like once or twice, yep. but like literally 50, 60 times that someone may be go, Psh, I'm hearing the same thing. But each time you're like, oh, oh, OK. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm hearing a little bit something. Oh, I didn't. That's so exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And and even with this one, I mean, I'd already heard it, you know, tons and tons and tons. And then this one day I was like, no, I really there's a nuance there that I really want to get, you know, not so that I can completely copy it. But I was like, I wanted that feel. And I was like, what is it that they're doing there? I think I was trying to get the drum pattern so that I could kind of kind of do something similar. And I and it finally clicked. I was like, oh, they're oh, OK, this is, you know, and it just but it took listening to it. You know, because my brain, I mean, you know, I do I have a little bit of ADD, you know, so my brain like and and because I'm a singer, I immediately like want to sing along with her. You know, she's like going and I'm like, no, stop singing. Shut up. (laughs) Like put tape on your mouth, you know, and listen to the drums. You didn't give yourself like, oh, it's going to take five tries. And if I don't get in five tries, I guess, you know, I'm not going to figure out the drums. But you just stayed with it as long as it needed to stay. I mean, You know, if I were to take an extreme example, it's like Thomas Edison. It took like over 10,000 times before the light bulb was invented. (laughs) Um, I was reading a story about this. uh, I forget. It was in Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it was one of the stories about a gold miner. And he was in this mine where he had sourced gold for a a good amount of time. And then one day it just stopped. And so he was like, I guess it's done. And then he sold his equipment. And the guy he sold the equipment was like, well, before I just sell this again and just pawn off this equipment. I'm just going to get someone to take a look at this, this place where he was mining. He had to move three feet and there would have been like way more gold, three feet. (laughs) And he was fine just being like, I guess it's done. And I'm just like, what the hell? I I feel like we're always like that. We're always so close to the things that we can do, but like, and we've, we, we've just like, Oh, I guess it's not going to happen, but we are literally like one or two little steps. From (laughs) it actually happening. And what I love, if somebody's listening to this, I feel like you're a great, you are a great example of someone who's just developed their skill insanely in such a short period of time, but you've been willing to allow yourself to be uncomfortable, allow your, push yourself to the extreme of just like, and I don't mean like, you know, like code red Mountain Dew extreme, like code red Mountain Dew extreme, (laughs) Extreme. but like, we are the extreme, but (laughs) but like in the, the extreme of just like, how, how quickly could I write something? Yeah. 
I don't, you know, I don't have that much time, but I'm curious, what can I actually get done? Right. And actually just see what are you capable of? And then surprising yourself yeah. with the things that you're creating. Cause each time you just push yourself a little bit, you're going to surprise yourself. Yeah. Everybody thinks like it's only a select few. And I'm like, I don't think it is a select few. I think I it's just either. people that are willing to be uncomfortable. They're willing to push themselves. They're willing to get feedback too and just ask yes. and just ask for help. That's huge. And if they do that, that's a, because sometimes I feel like our sessions, I'm, I, I feel like I'm just looking into the things that you're doing and I'm like, move a little bit to the right, move a little to the left, <laughs> do this. There you go. <laughs> it's just kind of like looking into your process. That's how it feels. Yeah. Which is so cool. And that, that's encouraging, you know, cause it's like coming and going, okay. Well, which I still remember there was one time when I brought you a song that I was like, well, because I think it was one of those weeks where it was like one of the worst weeks in this in this six week or six months of uh, you know just garbage, mm-hmm. you know craziness. Yeah. And I I think I literally so speaking of how fast can I write something? I think I literally that was one of the weeks that I didn't have time during the week, and I literally wrote something the night before our session. And I was like, well, I I I will not come to a session empty handed. And so I wrote, I sat down, I wrote a piano piece. I got at least the chorus and the verse lyrics and I brought it to you and you're like, this is your best piece so far. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and it, and I wrote it in like an hour, hour and a half the night before, you know, but because I had the process and I'd been working up to that and this was a, okay, you know, the week before was, this is great. Do it again. So I took, you know, kind of the template from the week before but I wrote, you know, new melody, new lyrics, you know, but stayed in that same tone, you know, did it again. And you're like, this is now your best piece. I was like, are you serious? I'm like, that felt so good. Cause it was like, I wasn't bringing you something just to bring you something, but I was like, I'm not bringing you nothing. And this will be, this will not be garbage. Like I'm going to work on this, you know, but I still was like, but this, I did this in an hour, hour and a half. And to for you to be like, man, this is, you know, and I was like, I think I almost even started crying that I think there's been a couple of Fridays that I was crying <laughs> for good reasons. I mean, for good and good, good tears. I remember that. And it was because you had done songs before. Uh-huh. The reason I say like, do it again is because like you get the wheels turning and yep. the wheels go. Yep. But you also stayed within your wheelhouse. So many yep. songwriters are frustrated because they just move on too soon. They don't right. stay and perfect something and perfect a style, a genre. They're quick to move on to and they're like, oh, I could write a lot of songs. And it's like, yeah, you can write a lot. I want you to stay here. Yeah. And I want you to just like work on this. And you did. But I think what also worked was the mindset that you said, I'm going to, I am not going to just like, you chose, you, and again, not to say that the week wasn't serious, but you didn't allow the week to be like, well, that's how the song's going to be too. Right. It's going to be off. <laughs> you were just like, nope, I am going to do, but here's the thing. A lot of people are like, and I'm trying to find the 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 nice way to say this is like, People allow a lot of things to spill over. Oh, yeah. Big time. And, you know, and I think there's many reasons that, you know, we could be like, oh, I totally get it. Like, I wouldn't be like, you know, a cruel heart, you know, heartless person be like, you know, don't allow this spill. If you would have said it spilled over and it was a crazy week, I would be like, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're super nice, super kind. You were like, no. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, that was for me. You know, what it is, (laughs) it is. And I'm, and, and that's why it's like, I remember here, oh man, this is really, this is the best chorus you've written so far. Yeah. And because the, just because your week was like that doesn't mean your creativity and the work that you put in is going to hightail it. Yeah. And leave you high and dry. Right. You've put in the work. So for when it comes to those moments, it still shows up because you showed up. And that was what was so cool because I I feel like that's what's changed through through working with you and like through coaching and stuff was now I know I, I've always wanted to be able to hone those moments of like just, ugh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we like to hone the moments of, oh, man, things are great. And I want to write a happy song, blah, 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 you know, but but being able to hone those moments of just garbage or life is hard right now or, you know, we want to write a powerful song that hits people you know, when we're going through the garbage and we want to be able to reach out to people that are going through that stuff. 
but I hadn't been able to do that to this point because a lot of times I would just kind of get stuck in the mire. And I think for whatever reason, like through, through coaching and through working with you and being able to get my process down, I feel like now I can do that because I've done that now through a lot of these songs that I've written, you know, working with you, like I've seen it, you know, because I mean the, the, the song I'm working on right now, you know, am I going to make it, you know, am I going to make it out alive? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's do or die, baby. You know, like am I going to make so it, good. you know, <laughs> and, and that creativity, like yeah. that's, it's not gone away because the, the, the week was bad or, or, you know, things are hard. Like I've been able to harness that and use that now as a tool. And that's what I've always wanted to do. And I, and I feel like I have the, I have the tools now to harness that tool, you know, and it's just, it's so exciting and it's so therapeutic for one thing, you know, to be able to sit down and like work on music and like get that out, let alone hoping that it, you know, helps other people someday. <laughs> and it will. And that's why I wanted you on because I feel this is, you know, for anyone that's listening and is like, well, you know, I don't know if I have time. You do have time. You do like, have time. This is like, I think you are the perfect model to like, sh yeah, just, <laughs> we could just call this the episode. You do have time. We'll just yeah. put that in. You do have time. You do have time. Because it's just that, that looking for it. And I'm so excited to just see these five songs and it's like in their Me full too. production, the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. And, but also too, I'm excited for the next batch of songs after that. Because I'm I like, am too. Man, these are good next ones are going to be even better so if somebody wants to follow you and f and musically where can they find you where can they find you where can y'all find me um so i do have a website um i don't know why i'm suddenly from texas um i'm actually born and raised in colorado so you can find me at my website chelsealeemusic.com um and then I'm also on Instagram. I don't have a special music account on Instagram. You can just follow my regular old Instagram account and I'll be posting. Um, I'm going to start posting more music things there soon. Um, so it's just Chelsea Nettleton. Um, and I would love to have y'all's follows and um, keep you up to date on stuff. Um, I'm hoping to be posting um, or not. Po well, posting, releasing, whatever you want to call it. Um, my five kind of what do you call what do you want to call them um cinematic pieces that i've been working on over these last couple months um here Songs. hopefully before the yeah. end of the year yeah i'm gonna probably do them as like <laughs> i guess mm. i guess that is what they're called aren't, aren't they they are songs <laughs> they're they're called songs yeah they're they're, they're called they're called oh. listening pieces which are songs <laughs> i'm still learning the lingo mike <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah. Chelsea, this was awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much oh, for having me. This was so much this fun. This was so good. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. I appreciate it. This is super fun. And that does it for this week's episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.